Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. It's a Union College Hockey-centric podcast. A little later... I'll speak with first-year Colorado College head coach and former Union goalie Chris Mayotte, whose Tigers will play the Dutchman twice this weekend at Mesa Rink. On Tuesday, Union sophomore forwards Liam Robertson and Gleb Murdison and junior goaltender Connor Murphy were on the dais answering questions about last weekend's two losses to New Hampshire and looking ahead to the Mesa Rink regular season opener. Guys, uh... Two of the three games you played so far, including the RPI game, you've given up goals in the last minute. Um, what do you need to do to stop that? Uh, Liam, you start. Uh, just think we need to be more mentally tough the last couple minutes of the game. First 60 and the last 60. Um, I don't know, we just got to collapse in front of our net, have that pack of wolves mentality. Uh, I agree with everything Liam said, and like obviously we'll get more experience as the games go through because we didn't play for a year, missed the season, so we just gotta win the battles. So we gotta go help the goal out. Connor, you, I mean, how frustrating is it to give up a goal, goals like that in the final minute? I know you weren't, you only, you didn't give up any of the RPI ones, but the, the two New Hampshire ones, including the uh, game winner Saturday. Yeah, I mean. I- it's obviously frustrating. Nobody likes to do that. So I think, like Gleb said, once we start playing some more games and uh, everybody starts to learn our systems and kind of gets more comfortable, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to help that aspect a lot where guys are going to start dialing it in and uh, guys are going to start figuring it out and trying to bear it out at the last minutes of the periods there. So, You guys, you guys uh, Liam and Gleb scored goals over the weekend, but you guys didn't generate any – Generate less than 20 shots of goal each game. What do you have to do to generate more chances, generate more shots on goal? Maybe start. Uh, obviously, it was like team chemistry. I think like guys start getting to know each other in the game situations and uh, just like bigger ring, everything. We just, like, we just need to settle down and just like start playing our game. And obviously, like this weekend is huge for us playing at home. And uh, we already got some games under the belt. and. Just gotta shoot the puck and uh, go to the net. So I do that. Uh, it starts in our Z- D zone, getting the puck out, and then getting the puck back in to their zone, chipping it in and out, um, and then directing things. Quick, quick playing on the the outside, getting everything in the net, getting bodies in front. It's uh, it's just simple stuff that we're gonna continue to work on and get better at. This is the true home opener on Friday, uh, Connor. What's the excitement level like you know, for this first? True home game in a couple of years for this team. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I mean for myself personally, it's big just because it's close to home. It's like a, it's like I'm playing in my own backyard, so it's nice. But um, especially for these guys who haven't played in the last year, I mean, it's probably even bigger for them. So I think the excitement's very high right now for everybody on our team, and uh, I think it's just going to keep growing as we get closer to game time. Liam, oh, I, I've been waiting for this moment for a. For a year and a half now, it's been uh, it's been a long time for me being back at Mesa Rink with everybody uh, everybody in the stands. I know we got a glimpse of it on last Saturday, but nothing compared to what's going to be this weekend. And 
it's just going to be a great feeling. All the adrenaline will be going through the body. You mean the RPI game event, right? Yes. Yes. Because uh, that was your answer. Yeah. Uh, for you. Yeah, I just uh, can't wait for the atmosphere with the ceiling section going. A lot of people in the building, a lot of local people. Uh, obviously, like, yeah, we only had one home game and then my college career so far was against RPI. It was like two periods, so <laughs> right now we'll have the full game and we'll finally get going. Uh, as far as like, the lines, is, is Rick trying to find that right combination for you guys and see what, what works? I mean, is this a good time to experiment before you get to the league play? Yeah, I think uh, all the time there's time for experiment because eventually not everybody's going to stay hot for the entire year. You're going to have flashes of everybody of hot and cold and finding that right chemistry at that right time. So I definitely everything's balancing out right now. Yeah, I think like he said, I mean, things are going to go up and down. It's like guys are going to be on their game one day, guys are going to be off the next. Like it's, it's hockey. That, that's kind of just what happens. So I think uh, – I think right now it's like a, it's more of an experiment to try to see who fits with who after not playing for a year and new guys coming in. Um, it's definitely like, it's harder for him to make a decision on who's going to be solidified in the lineup. And right now I think he just wants to see a little bit of everybody. So, what do you have to do? I know the excitement's there for the home opener, but what do you have to do to just keep a level head and not get overly uh, excited? Just kind of remember that this is the game we've been playing for 15 years. Um, nothing's really changing. We're still going out onto the ice, um, just with a bigger crowd, better atmosphere, louder noise. Um, other than that, just go out and play the way we always have. Did you guys feel like, you know, in game one, you know, losing four to one, not getting, generating a lot of offense? Game two, it was a closer game. Did you feel improvements in that second game? And if so, how can you kind of carry that over uh, into this week? There was a for sure an improvement compared to the first game and uh, was like seeing the statistics that we had, how much time they spent in our zone in the first game compared to the second game, face-off percentage and all that stuff. I mean, we just like settled down. I think uh, excitement was there. The guys just like realized how hard we should work and like obviously not playing for a year and UNH played the last year. It was just like... Uh, Good tough game like for us the first game just to get back, to get the the legs going and just start playing hockey again. Uh, yeah, like Leb said, with the statistics they were very improved. The second game that you could see it, you could feel it on the ice. It started with our faceoffs. We were thirty percent winning the faceoffs. The first game boosted up to just over, I think it was just over fifty. Um, so starting with the puck instead of chasing the game absolutely uh, helps with the offensive side of it. And how important is it the faceoffs? Because obviously you mentioned the, you guys were, you know, got beat pretty good Friday night on faceoffs, and Saturday was much better. I mean, how important is it to be able to win those faceoffs and kind of control control things? Oh, it means everything. Instead of it's if you're winning the faceoff, they're chasing you, and if you lose it, they're, you're chasing them. So it, it all depends on whether you win it, whether you're going to be in your D zone or going to play, have some fun in the offensive zone. Next to speak is Union head coach Rick Bennett. Rick, uh, one thing uh, when you played RPI, the question I brought up was the fact you guys gave up goals late in, in the periods. Uh, it happened again Saturday. What do you have to do to eliminate that? Well, I'll, I'll correct you. It happened Friday, too. Friday, so, yeah, Friday, yeah. <laughs> Friday and Saturday. So it, it's just trying to make them aware, which we've shown on film and 
you know, it's one of our processes. So, again, you know, you're good at one process, you got to work on another, and that's where we're at with that. Is it, can you attribute it to the fact that of the layoff you had not playing last year and the guys are you know, slowly getting back into game shape and mental, mentally uh, as well? I would say on Friday night, most definitely. That is not obviously the easiest place to play. I think it's called Lake, Lake Whittemore Rink for a reason because it's like playing on a lake and it's, it's, a, it's a different game and I think our guys were just, boy, this isn't, uh, this definitely is not Mesa. So it took us, it just took us a, a while to get it down and I don't think it was as bad as 4-1 but, you know, results, that's, that's how it ended up. And then the second night, it was like a different team. Are you experimenting right now with, with line combinations, trying to figure out what's clicking? I mean, is this a good time to do that before you get to a league play later this month? I like to think so. You know, we obviously have a, you know, a roster size that will allow that, and guys are practicing really hard and getting they're they're going to get chances. Uh, we're just trying to find the right, you know, combos here, not not only up front but on the back end as well, and and in that. We talked. We talked about. You know, after the game started, about you know, getting more production. You know, the shots and goal. You didn't get hit the twenty mark in either game. What do you have to do to generate more chances and you know, be more aggressive with with the shots? Not just a, just a willingness to put it on net, too. But there's times where we're not going to put it on net just to put it on net. Um, we want to have a purpose to it, and that's what we're kind of striving for. Uh, to you know, better better exits out of our zone, so we have a little more speed coming up through the neutral zone. Uh, try to back off their defensemen to create chances. So, you know, it's a combo of things, and then just get just getting better in the offensive play as well too. So, I mean, there's many areas where you can really fixate on to have more shots, but I think that sometimes can be a little bit of a you know mis misleading stat. Face-offs, uh, you guys got beat pretty bad Friday night, but we're much better Saturday. I mean, were you happy with that, the improvement, and what, how important is it to be able to win uh, the face-off battles in each game? Yeah, when the face-offs go from 30% on Friday night to 56.5, I, I don't know if I've seen a turnaround like that. And that's what I meant by just a different team, um, one that really kind of bore down and, and, and really wanted it. Played played with some pride and passion, which was fun to see. As far as, you know, the face-offs and just everything about that game was so much better. And I think it did start with the face-offs right from the get-go. Yeah, you mentioned a couple times that this it was a much different team on, on Saturday. How much of an improvement did you really see? Where do you think that improvement came from? How can you carry that momentum and that improvement into this weekend? Sure. Well, I think it was their their own doing. It was a willingness to to adjust, to get their feet under them, to see what a college game looked like. And I'm sure they did a lot of little soul searching that night. Um, and they came to you know they came to the morning breakfast, focused, ready to go. We watched film, made some of the adjustments that we needed to. They applied it and again we're just so much better but I do think it was a lot of willingness a lot of pride um, you know to show that you know we can play with those guys 
is there a tangible adjustment right now in, in, in that first weekend with, you know, like we mentioned before, kind of two groups of, of incoming players, a lot of new faces. Is there is that something that you've been able to tangibly notice uh, as you adjust this year? I mean, it's 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 showing it's it's showing its head certainly. Like it's, it's you know, it, there is not a playbook for two basically first year classes. I mean, I, I don't really know where that. <laughs> I haven't seen that in my time, at least. So we're just trying to get these guys through practice, most importantly, ready for the games, uh, and as quickly as we possibly can, because as everyone knows, there's only 34 games. So it's a fast season, and you're trying to get them up to speed as quickly as possible. And if that's an indication of Friday to Saturday night, as a coaching staff, we were pleased with that. I know this is... Um yeah, I know you guys had a home game against RPI next week, but this is really the true home opener Friday against Colorado College. How much excitement is there being this be the first game that counts in this uh, rink in a couple of years? I, I really think that's a that's a player's question. I mean, I'm you're I know our coaching staff's excited to to have at it on Friday night to you know, but I think we're more excited for the you know for the players. Yeah. We really are. And uh, Chris Mayotte, former Union goaltender, comes back uh, here as the uh, head coach at Colorado College. I know you, you weren't here when he played, but um, maybe you had a chance to talk with him. And I, uh, what's the excitement? Got to be a little bit of excitement level in this park yeah. coming back here. No, we haven't. You know, we talked a little bit when he got first got the job, but obviously Chris is busy trying to get his team ready and this and that. And I actually was here for one year. The last year, yeah, yeah his last, last year, year and. I, it, he had a phenomenal year, and it was really fun because back then we didn't have a goaltending coach, so you're out there, and Chris and I had a good time. Uh, I, I know I did, sh you know, shooting on him and just just having some some fun with him, and and so vice why, vice that's why, versa. That's why he had five shutouts that year because he, he he stopped you, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we built his confidence up. <laughs> but he was, I mean, he had a he had an excellent year, um, and was really happy that he got this job. You know, obviously he's he's traveled well throughout his uh, time as an assistant, and he was ready. He was ready for the job. Did you picture him as a head coach when he was playing here? Yeah, because he, you know, he was a really competitive, competitive guy. But again, I was I was here one year with him, but just watching him in net and how he carried himself that year, yeah. I, I to sit here and say that I knew he was going to be a head coach. No, no, I, I don't. But. I don't think anybody does. Well, I know when I, he got the job, and I emailed uh, Nate Lehman, they just goes, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, again, Nate was with him, I think, four years, where I was just, I came in as a, you know, his senior year. So obviously, he's a more mature guy, and and that's and that's what I saw. Coming up, I'll speak with former Union goalie and first-year Colorado College head coach Chris Mayotte. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. The pro football season is here, and it's time to play the Daily Gazette You Pick'em Football Contest. Predict the winners of the weekly games via your You Pick'em online account. The fan with the most correct points each week gets his or her name in the Daily Gazette on Thursday and wins a $100 ShopRite grocery card. The fan with the most overall points after 23 weeks wins a $1,000 travel voucher and could win a trip to Hawaii. For official rules, 
Go to dailygazette.com slash football. Do you pick a football contest is run by the Daily Gazette Advertising Department and not associated with the Daily Gazette Sports Department. Hi, this is Union Women's Hockey Coach Josh Skiba. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast. My next guest is Colorado College first-year head coach Chris Mayotte, who is making his second visit to the podcast. I spoke with him back in April when he was named the head coach at Colorado College. He played for the Dutchman from 2002 to 2006. He had a 46-52-13 and 13 career record with a 2.69 goals against average, a 9.07 save percentage, and 10 shutouts. His best season came in his senior year in 2005-2006 when he posted a 16-15-5 record with a 2.3 GAA, a 9.18 save percentage, and 5 shutouts. I talked to Mayotte on a variety of topics, including his return to Union. Well, Chris, uh, welcome back to the podcast. The last time we chatted was when you got hired uh, earlier this year. Uh, how have things been so far? You, you got uh, two games under your belt. Yeah, a lot's gone on since then. Um, uh, you know, moving into the new arena, obviously, you know, moving the family out here and, and getting settled that way. And um, and now we're into the season. And, and so I think the biggest thing for – uh, myself and our staff is that we're we're learning each other. We're learning the the players, um, you know. And as a as a program, we're growing. Uh, I think it, that's something we've talked about a lot throughout the training camp, you know, the preseason, and and now our exhibition game and our and our two regular season games is just that we continue to take steps forward. And and I think we I think we've done that. We obviously haven't gotten results that we've wanted. Um, but we've improved our play every game. We've played more as a unit of five every game, um, and we're getting closer and closer to our identity, and I think the, the buy-in to the identity of what's going to allow us um, to be successful is, uh, is, getting, is getting there. So uh, a lot's changed since the first one, um, since the last time we spoke, but it, it's all been good. It's exciting. Um, and we're, I'll, I'll be honest, we're looking forward to getting out on the road and, and sitting in a hotel for a couple of days. Yeah. What was uh, last Friday like for you? I mean, nervousness, excitement, I mean, your first game as the head coach. Yeah, you know, I, I think the, the exhibition game certainly helped, um, you know, kind of get those, the things that change from, you know, running the D to running the entire bench um, isn't, isn't extreme, but but there's still things that you have to learn and figure out and, and get used to. And so that was certainly a part of it. Uh, and then last Friday I was just, you know, it's funny. I, I don't really get, I used to get nervous on game days as, as a player. I don't really get nervous on game days as a coach. I, I'm more nervous during the week putting together the practice plans than I am on a Friday, Saturday night. Um, but it was one of those moments where, uh, you know, you're so you're excited for everybody else as well. You know, you're excited for the people at CCU who've put so much work into this building. Um, you're excited for all the alumni that came back. You're excited for, for your current players uh, who really never had this type of college hockey experience before. And, and so there's, there's so many guys that you're excited for. Um, but at the same time, the goal is to go out there and win and win a hockey game. And uh, so you try to minimize the distractions, but um, it was certainly a, a 
a day that my family and I will will never forget. Yeah. Well, Carson, coming into uh, Union uh, this weekend for games against Dutchman, uh, it's their whole opener. Because I think you've been back before as an assistant uh, coach, but how special will this be coming coming here Friday to uh, coach against Union? I see this one. I think it, you know, for me personally, is is obviously bigger, and it's not. Um, you know, it's not one of those things where you're coming back and you're saying, ah, oh, we have to be, you know, we have to be union or anything like that. It's just that, you know, that, that rink in that campus, that's where, that's where college hockey started for me. And, you know, we were, we were a really naive family. Uh, I committed to union without seeing it. Um, and it's a place that quite honestly changed my life. So, um, you know, I, you know, I, I have incredibly fond memories of Union. I, I, I owe much of what I do now to Union. Um, and so that will be, you know, something that those types of emotions are the ones that I'll have to, I'll have to keep in check. Yeah, I mean, obviously when you walk across that ice uh, to go to the bench on uh, Friday night for the first time, it's, you probably, yeah, you may have, you take a look around just say, wow, I mean, this place, you know, the place has changed obviously since uh, – uh, you played there, and there's a like, video scoreboard and uh, a lot of more amenities, brighter lights. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a little overwhelming just looking around and say, wow, this place is a lot different than when I was here. Well, I'm going to try and get all that out of the way tomorrow when we practice there um, and try and, you know, do all my looking around then. And and so that come Friday night, I can be as focused as possible at, at, on the job. Um but I'm still, you know, I'm sure there'll still be, there'll still be moments, um, you know, like I, I, you know, national anthem, how many times have I stood there for the national anthem in between the hash marks, you know, down at the home net and, um, and, and things like that. So uh, once the, I think once we get past the national anthem, it'll, it'll feel just like hockey, like any other place. But um, up until that point, it'll be, it'll be, you know, uh, a lot of reminiscing and, and kind of um, reflecting. What memories? I, mean, I know we talked about the RPI game the last time I talked, so we'll, we'll uh, brush that aside of that playoff game. But uh, what memories do you have of playing in Messerink? I just remember it being us having a ton of pride there um, and it being a really hard place for teams to come in and play. I think my senior year, we baby lost – you know, we didn't lose many games at home. I think our first loss was <clears throat> to St. Lawrence at home, and that might have been in the second half. Um, you know, I just remember the fans were always great. It was loud. Um, you know, we, we always had a good student section. Um, and I remember, you know, it, it, it being a hard place for teams to come in and win, and, and we took a lot of pride in that. And, um, and we loved playing there. Um, and so I think that's probably the biggest – you know, the biggest thing that I remember from, from the days there is, you know, kind of how that program started to build, how we started to build belief. Um, you know, and I think that was probably the biggest thing that changed from, you know, the first year that Nate took over to the third year that Nate took over was just, you know, we, by the time I was leaving Union, we expected to win. It didn't matter if we were playing, you know, at the time, Yale or, or Cornell. Um, we expected that that we would win and and so that when you look back at those those four years i think that's that's really what started to change and um and it started with our our ability to be really good at home 
Your senior year was uh, Rick Bennett's first year as assistant coach with Union. I had a chance to talk with him Tuesday about you, and uh, I guess he was your de facto goalie coach because he didn't really have a goalie coach at the time. And uh, ironic that that year you had uh, career high five shutouts in that season. I think I, I credit Rick with not being able to score on you. <laughs> you know what? He was uh, he didn't miss a single goalie session, um, and he had a stick that you know it was it was a white one piece that we called white lightning um and it could bring the heat but um but no he he was you know he he was fantastic i actually learned a lot about coaching um from him even though we were only uh together in the player coach relationship from one year um his ability to just communicate and and have guys completely understand uh what's expected of them, what roles they're in, you know, how they provide, what they do to help the team. Um, I thought, you know, it was, it was special that, that one year he, he, he still to this day is one of the most influential coaches I've ever had. And, and it was for a year. So that goes to tell you the type of, the type of coach he is. Um, but yeah, he was, uh, we did a lot, we did a lot of goalie sessions. He shot a lot of pucks. Um, he would score more than maybe he'll let you know. Um, <laughs> but then the guys I would see on the weekend didn't have anything on him. Yeah. Well, Chris, I appreciate a few minutes. Uh, look forward to seeing you this weekend, and uh, we'll catch up. Likewise, Ken. Thanks for having me. And that wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. I would like to thank Liam Robertson, Gleb Murdison, Connor Murphy, Rick Bennett, and Chris Mayotte for being on the show. Before I go, I want to let you know that the ECAC Hockey Faceoff selections are back. I post my picks every Wednesday, and you can participate. Email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, you can email me at shot at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette Newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.